Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Banerjee Jagdish, and Ryan Huang. It's time now for our Stocks to Watch segment. Yes, indeed. On the line now with us is Kelvin Wong, market analyst from CMC Markets. Good morning, Kelvin. Hi, good morning to all. So, Kelvin, in your view, what are the headlining stocks and tell us why? Okay, sure. Uh, so, first to start off, this will be one of the uh, leading China EV car maker, electric vehicle maker, which is NIO, uh, NIO. So, NIO will report uh, its uh, Q4 uh, earnings release uh, today uh, after the close of the uh, US session. So, uh, pretty much something interesting to watch out for. Why? Because if you look at the share price of NIO, uh, it did a kind of a remarkable rally, close to about uh, 60% from its low of uh, 50 or March, which was last week. We need to see to whether it can be able to sustainable to actually extend this, we call it a recovery. I believe that the catalyst will come from the uh, earnings released late out today. So something interesting to watch out for. So if we were to look at from a price action perspective right now, it's very interesting. It's actually resting right below a key critical technical level, which is at uh, this, which is twenty-three dollars and thirty-five cents. Okay. So it's actually the 50-day moving average that has kept previous rally since 2nd of December 2021. Mm. So it's pretty significant price behavior. So if today's earnings result is kind of above uh, analyst expectation with some kind of positive guidance from the company, we could potentially see a decisive break above it, which could or which may uh, actually extend this technical rebound towards the next resistance at $31.90. So something uh, interesting to watch out for. Actually, could you expand a little bit on uh, NEO for us? And the only reason I bring that up is because it's out of China. It's an EV maker. There is a Tesla Gigafactory there. And we saw Elon Musk this week open another Gigafactory in Germany. We're expecting that's going to take pressure off the China one. How does NEO match up with with Tesla? So if you look at NEO, one thing interesting to hear about NEO is there's actually a significant product differentiation from Tesla okay. as well as the rest of the EV uh, makers, which is equal to the Chinese one as well, like the auto. So NEO itself right now is embracing uh, what I call it a battery swapping uh, technology, which is a key differentiation from its cars versus Tesla. So let me briefly touch about this battery swapping technology first. So instead of you know the normal uh, EV car, you have a battery being installed to that car. So uh, firstly, it's more costly for that car because as you all know that uh, lithium, which is the ingredient that's being, uh, key ingredient that's being used to make the battery, has started to increase uh, tremendously over the last uh, one year or so. And actually being uh, reinforced by the recent nickel, nickel uh, short squeeze. Mm. So, mm, but interestingly for NEO, with having this uh, product, special, uh, we call it product differentiation by using battery swapping technology, that means uh, customers of, or buyers of new electric vehicle car did not actually have a battery per se being installed into that car itself. So they actually lower the cost to make it more attractive or, or, or we call it more cost efficient for the actual potential buyers to buy. And also, using this battery uh, swapping uh, technology, is in, uh, because actually you are actually indirectly renting the battery. Yeah? So you don't have the battery being installed in the car. So what you do is that you bring the car to the battery swapping station, if the battery is being uh, about to die out, then you actually replace it uh, with a new battery. So you swap it uh, mm-hmm. doing this in this battery swapping station. So by able to do that, right, you actually reduce the 
time of actually uh, charging the car. Because if you were to do, if we to charge a normal uh, battery, we call operator EV uh, car, it takes about an hour. But if you go there to swap your battery, at most it takes about five to ten minutes. Ah. So that's the product differentiation between Neo and the rest of its competitors here. We know that China has been looking into the consolidation of the EV market. How is a player like NIO expected to weather this in the medium to long term? And which are the other players you're watching out for? Uh, so one touch about new is that because uh, on top of that to expand a bit about this battery uh, swapping technology. So in fact, right, if you look at yes, China has been consolidating uh, this EV call it the market in China. Uh, firstly, it, it started to reduce the subsidies for buying EV car, but however, the subsidies still remain for battery swapping. So it could actually benefit new from a, a medium term perspective. Because uh, that's why Neo is able to actually uh, offer, we call it a better price efficiency uh, in terms of pricing. Means they're able to price it cheaper versus the rest of its competitors. So there is an edge that Neo has the rest of the China EV makers like the Auto. All right, we're on the line with uh, Kelvin Wong, market analyst at CMC Markets. I want to move on to another stock that you uh, have sort of preempted us on. Uh, mm. This one's called Wilma. Tell us a little bit about it and well, how far do you think it can go? Yeah, so interesting that let's uh, maybe take a look from a from a chart or technical perspective. Sure. Right? If you look at it from its previous kind of a fifty two week high, which is in February last year, twenty twenty one, actually plumbed by close to thirty percent to hit a low of four dollars, close to four dollars in end of December last year. So since then, uh, it has been staging a remarkable, I would say, medium term recovery, close to twenty percent. So uh, this actually came on the backdrop of uh, rising commodity prices. So as you know, that Wilma itself has a business doing with this palm oil. So it's indirectly kind of a related to the rising crude oil prices uh, that is seen globally. So that's actually kind of a, giving a bit of a headwind to actually Wilma in terms of sentiment perspective. So what we could see over here is there's actually a key short-term level that I'm watching, which is at $4.67. So if uh, Wilma is able to hold this level, I mean, don't have a daily close below it, it potentially we could see this medium-term bullish bias to actually extend up towards the next resistance at $4.95. And above it, uh, potentially we could see uh, $5.18 next. Russia's invasion of Ukraine, no doubt, is going to affect companies like these. How do you expect this to unfold, considering how things are unfolding on that front? If we look at from a sentiment perspective, it's still pretty much bullish uh, as if we look at the, the current price action of Wilma. But uh, fundamentally-wise, uh, we need to actually uh, dive deeper of uh, how to actually Wilma is able to manage its costs. Uh, so th- so that there will be a pretty interesting development to actually watch out for to see is whether they are able to actually sustain their operational costs as well to actually uh, because we don't forget over here is that more of they are not actually a, a direct player in terms of the oil it means they are more towards not on the downstream side of the business here which could actually uh, potentially be affected by their operating costs. So definitely how efficient they're able to manage uh, their cost structure plays a part as well to actually uh, maintain this current medium-term bullish uh, momentum that's being reflected in their current share price at this juncture. All right, just a final question to wrap it up. With regard to dividend investors, would this be a good stock for them? For dividend-wise, I couldn't actually uh, offer a a very clear view on that because... If, if you look at uh, from a dividend uh, perspective, it's not really that attractive. If you look at from a growth, look at the growth level, yeah, compared to the about the relative growth level versus the current price. So, for a dividend uh, perspective, well, it may not be so attractive as well. But it's rather from a capital appreciation 
angle, if you look at, uh, if you want to have a very short-term uh, tactical view of, of this company that is actually having this tailwind for rising quality prices. All right, we've been speaking with Kelvin Wong, market analyst at CMC Markets. Thank you so much, Kelvin, for joining us today. You stay safe and take care, yeah? Sure, thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.